Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, where we got with us returning on the show, John the Legend, talking about the Samaritan Inn. A few, few weeks ago, uh, we actually were running something where you guys could donate to the Samaritan Inn, uh, a great organization. We're actually going to leave the link up for a couple of weeks uh, on the show. Uh, John, I just wanted you to give a brief rundown for those who are listening for the first time just the Samaritan Inn and what the good work is that those uh, those good folks over there are doing for, for people. Okay, wonderful. Um, so the Samaritan Inn is a homeless shelter. It's in North Texas, um, in McKinney, to be um, precise. Uh, it's one of the few shelters uh, in the, the DFW area that's not in sort of a downtown and is not a overnight rescue shelter. You get here before sundown, you got to be out at, you know, X x time in the morning like most shelters um what they do is they run a program where they take in whole families they take in pets and animals um and they teach the adults the tools that they need to be successful and to uh break the um the poverty cycle break the homelessness cycle so that uh they can be on their feet uh you know permanently and uh they just run a great program they protect the dignity of people who have fallen on hard times um, and they're a, a very important part of our community. So um, we've taken them under our wing, and uh, we've been working for, this is the third year in a row, uh, to raise money for them um, and keep them going via the GeckoCon event, which is just a gaming convention. Um, so hopefully the listeners, the, the tribe is, has um, had played some games uh, over the, the course of this holiday break um, and, uh, you know, thought about somebody else, thought about doing good for somebody else um, and, and raising some, some positivity. Because if, if they did that, then uh, the, the spirit of Gecko Khan was right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of that, we put out the call to action uh, earlier this month and the tribe responded. You guys responded. Y'all got some donations in the door. We definitely appreciate that. Of course, we're going to be putting our own donation out there as well. But we have some winners. We were running a contest. Uh, do we have a we have a list of the winners? But um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And John, the legend again. You know what I'm saying? It's always a pleasure. Yep. Uh, Brian, we'll talk about what you got going on a little bit later in the in the, the other show. Um, you know what I'm saying? As far as this lotion thing that you got going, but it's just, this is just it's my eczema. Uh, um, it's acting up. It's just it, it lotions its skin. That's um, very true. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. But now, nah, man, we got some winners. I, I get to. I, I didn't want to be the jump in while they did the hard work of actually laying out the calls and just be like, "Hey, I'm the list of winner guy." But now, nah, man, we are gonna just get ahead and knock this out. Um, our number one winner is gonna be Aaron. We're not gonna go into his last name, but you know he's actually a Patreon. Uh, participant. In fact, all these people are, which is much appreciated that they double up with the support, so they should get rewarded. Um, but Aaron got number one. This was a random drawing. Thank uh, you, Aaron. Dewey. Yes, thank you, Aaron, for real. Dewey, you got second place, so you'll get thank the second, you, be the second place winner. And uh, Jeremy, you got third place. So Jeremy. congratulations. Yes. Yo, and I shout out. Go ahead, sir. I just want to thank everybody um, who in, in listen. These are crazy times. It has been difficult on everybody. Um, if you found it in your heart to reach in your pocket um, and give a little bit of your blessing to somebody else, thank you. Um, just, just thank you. And 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 what I know is that um, what you did, what you gave, will be multiplied and returned to you. Um, and I honestly believe that. So 
Um, the the link is going to be up, and it'll stay in the show notes. If I understand from talking to the fellows, um, it'll be up through uh, through January, is my understanding. Um, so you still have an opportunity um, as, as these wonderful stimulus checks come in. If you want to stimulate the homeless, uh, let's go ahead and wait. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Hold on. If you want to share okay, your man. stimulus. <laughs> If you want to share your stimulus with the homeless, then uh, by all means, um, you know, the link will still be up. But I just want to thank everybody who had a chance to um, to donate and did. So we really appreciate you. And, and it really does make a difference. So thank you. Absolutely makes a difference. And as John said, as you get them stimulus checks, go ahead and get that extra guacamole at Chipotle and also stimulate the homeless, please. <laughs> Stimulate the homeless as Brian lotions his hands. Yes, I need to get some lotion. I got some fucking you. You know what though? My 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 knuckles are a little bit ashy. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're keeping this stuff up together. But nah, man. Um, I'm looking forward to next year and things being a little bit hopefully. Oh, this year, 2K21. Happy. It is this year. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? We bring that in. We didn't get a chance to say a happy new year to everybody. Happy new year to you fellas. Um, and then hopefully just going into this year, even though it may be the beginning of a change as opposed to the end of some fucked up some shit, the change that comes from it uh, will be positive and we can get together and, and revisit this Gecko Con thing in a bigger way. As oh, yeah. you know, right. Gecko Con 4 is going to be is going to be off the chain. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun um, and, and hopefully we can, you know, get the tribe involved and, and have a nice digital element um, of it as well. Right, right. We'll actually not be blindsided by a global pandemic and actually be able to plan a little bit better this time. So yeah. that'll, be, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, you got any other thoughts about Gecko comment? I know how much you were excited and, and how much you personally just appreciated the tribe members and their interaction and, you know, just the group of people that affiliate with the show. You got any other thoughts? Are, are we good to go? I'm just very grateful for everybody who did come out of their own pocket for that, too. Um, it's an extremely important cause. It's extremely important to remember uh, something John said the last time he was on the show, which is, you know, if you get to the top of the hill and you don't pull somebody else up, then you're an asshole. You know, and that's mm. that's the that's got to be a part of the tribe mentality going into 2021 is we are here to help each other. Uh, we're here to form a community, and while we do want to be strong our own, strong on our own, we are stronger together and stronger in a community of, you know, thought and diverse information and diverse processes where we can all just take the time to help each other. So let's remember that as we go into 2021, we're better together than we are apart. So I just want to thank everybody who donated, um, and we appreciate you guys. We love you all. So thank you. All right. Thank you. When is this going to drop? Uh, this will come out uh, January 3rd, so tomorrow. Shit, tomorrow. Okay, all right. So then what I will do is um, I'm going to schedule. I will send the um, I'll send the card on uh, Monday. I'll send Aaron the gift card. If you sent me the email with the information, I'll send the, the gift cards on Monday, so we should be square. All right, appreciate y'all. Sounds good, John. We appreciate you. Uh, and like John wow. said, we're going to keep those uh, keep that link up in the show notes if you want to continue to donate through January. Uh, support a good cause that link will be there and available for you to uh, donate to man and again like i just really appreciate anything everything hopefully people didn't hear it in the background but if they did you know it's my little puppy or whatever and to go back to the samaritan then i mean like if i'm homeless next year at least i can look back and think to myself like my dog and my girl we could all be homeless together in the samaritan inn and the world was all 
universally together. But either way it goes, everybody should feel grand about us even being able to to be associated with with this cause and uh, these people. But I'm just rambling, and this may need to be cut at the end. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, stay humble and have a great day. And John, any uh, I was gonna say any last thoughts, and also where can people find your music? Listen, I, I just I appreciate everybody. Um, I, I appreciate you know uh, skip the tutorial uh, and 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 your consistent help. Uh, spreading this message and and uh, you know making this a a bigger thing than it than it would be otherwise. Um, and um, in terms of the music, um, talking to myself is the album. It's uh, out. the The name is Big Sauce Ugly, uh, B I G S A S Ugly, um, and uh, it's on all streaming platforms. It's out there. You can find it. Um, you can also check for the ugly people. It's a record out called DMS. Um, you can check for that. And um, in fact, in fact, I'm going in the studio um, this coming Friday uh, for the new album. So uh, we'll have some new treats for y'all here shortly. Bet that'll work. For, that'll work. I can't wait to hear what you got coming out, John. Uh, but Yo, thank you, absolutely. thank you again for joining us. As always, we definitely appreciate it. We're gonna make this a yearly thing. So we definitely appreciate it. I'll be here anytime you call. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, John. Be easy, y'all. You yes, too. Yes, sir. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in famous Karen. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant, Moff, Gideon, Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd, Max, Lord, Fortner. What's going on, man? Man, I just wish everybody had a wonderful and happy Christmas and New Year again. Me too. Thankful to be on the land of the living in the year of 2000. Land of the living. I'm yeah, a, man, I'm, I'm alive. Good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's beautiful outside. My little baby horse piranha velociraptor is in there resting in his uh, dungeon, and I'm I'm happy to you know be doing this again. How are you feeling today, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Back from vacation. Gonna do a little cleaning today. Gonna do a little yard work a little bit later. Overall, hundred percent. Probably go to the local comic shop, buy some Wonder Woman books. Probably not. Uh, and then be, be CNN for being a super spreader of the new variant. That's what I'm that doing. Found. That's what I'm doing. I'm super spreading. I do, I do not know. That's a joke. That's, she said. That's a joke. I don't even have COVID. So I am going to wear my mask and sanitize my hands. I'm going to sanitize my butt. I don't know. Maybe if you fart on somebody and you have COVID, maybe it spreads even further. Who knows? I mean, with the new variant, I, I believe that is. Can we make it like possible. everybody has to wear depends? Like that. Can, I mean, apparently that could be a new thing. Yeah, it, let's do it. Apparently, that's they do whatever people do whatever they want. And everybody has to wear depends now because the vaccine is going to give you the the runny butts. I think I'm just going to wear depends now anyway, just so I don't have to use the restroom. Let's cut the depends part. I don't want to. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. That's, no, it's, no, uh, I'm not cutting the depends uh, part. It's too funny. Depends are funny. Incontinence is uh, real. 
Right, right. You should. Oh yeah, let me let me get this out the way because of the type of episode that I'm gonna let you intro. I'm gonna just say this up front though. Uh, I can't wait for you to watch Soul. Yes, I need to watch it. I need to watch All it. All jokes aside, like I know because it, it, it's you know I know we're gonna be talking about some of the the top entertainment TV television movie shows today. Um, and Soul is gonna be something that I can't wait to you you get something from. Maybe today after you do your your daily duties i gotta get my chore and done i gotta get my chore and don't we all don't we all so if this is your first time joining us we are skip the tutorial video game podcast we get together talk about games usually we talk about the games we've been playing the news and round tables sometimes we do a top seven this week we are discussing what we've been playing no news because there is no news um, and we'll be talking about Wonder Where's Woman off? 84 and The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2 since someone on this show finally caught up with it. And by someone, I mean myself. Um, but yeah, that's us. If you want to join us over at Patreon, you get a whole another show every week uh, for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. Five bucks a month will get you a show, an extra, an extra bonus show. It's what it does. It's what it does. Um, I'm interested on in how this Patreon is going to sound this week. Uh, it was a very real conversation. Very real. We got deep. As opposed to this fake shit that we putting out. <laughs> That's right. You want the real side of us? You go join the Patreon. You want the fake side of us? Stay on the free side, you freeloader. That's right. Patreon, pretty soon we'll have a parlor page. Also, we've been um, looking into getting the OnlyFans. But you can also check out our uh, new show, our new um, design T-shirt on T Public. Yes, if you just want to fuck around, just and have some dopeness, I think it's really dope. Uh, shout out Jared Bates uh, Productions. Um, yeah, know, on that design. I sent um, him yes, no, two days ago. I finally, I sent him one of my Blu-rays, the uncut edition of uh, Midsummer. Which I'd been promising them, but I completely forgot to send. So I sent it to him two days ago, Jared. So it's on its way to you. Look, so. man, I know, I know that you're not really violent. I know that you really wouldn't hide bodies in your fucking backyard like Joe Exotic uh, or some shit like that, right? But you do kind of okay. First, it was the it lotions the skin. You love horror movies. Um, I do, and you and you collect fucking Blu-ray DVDs and, and laser discs. That's what I mean. I apologize. Well, I collect Blu-rays too. Uh, I collect both. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And in this type of laser disc was a what type of film? Well, it was a Blu-ray. It was a Midsummer, the unrated director's cut, which was just now available on Blu-ray. Previously, it was only available on Apple, um, and it is a horror film about a cult, and it's amazing. It's a great movie. Same director of Hereditary. Um, one of my favorite movies of the last, I'd probably say, 10 years. Like, just that weird good. Shit, see, weird shit like that is the reason why I love talking about movies and shows with you, so, so, show, sir. So I can't talk today again. Um, But it, it's why I'm excited to hear your perspective on Mandalorian, because I know how you were and how well-versed you are in things that are Star Wars. And also... Um, I think I mean the the, the clickbaity thing is the Wonder Woman eighty four. I think a lot of people are interested in that conversation right now, especially people that haven't seen it. But I mean, I'm interested in fleshing that out with you as well because you do shit like that. Like I've never heard of a Midsummer or anything. Uh, but so I good. Love talking to movies with you. So this is gonna be great. 
It is so good. And yes, the week's this week's episode I'm thinking of titling Wonder Woman versus Gordon Gecko. Yes. That's what it reminds we'll see. me of. That 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 I'm I'm not opposed to it. That I'm 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 a ride with it. We can fuck with it. Gordon Gecko, uh, Max Lord. Max but yeah, Lord. man, do you want to did you want to jump into a quick what we've been playing or kind of what more so how about this? Maybe not necessarily what we've been playing, but over the holidays, like maybe what you haven't been playing or like how was your holiday? Let's just, you know, if you've been played a couple of things, cool. But what you do for the holiday season, taking a break and, and, and what's going on with that before we get into the movie conversation? Yeah, man. Sure. Uh, so the holiday for me, uh, we went up and visited family. I really didn't play anything much. I read a lot of comics while I was out. I caught up on a lot of stuff uh, that I've been meaning to kept catch up on. Um I will say this: the uh, the one thing that we did play as a family, as a it was a lot of fun. We played that Jackbox party game, which was really enjoyable. I like those. Like when you get a big group together, they're a lot of fun. Everybody can play on said. their cell phone. That's, Jackbox party. Yeah, Jackbox party is what it's called. That sounds like something that you find at Condom Sense. It does, right? Like it's definitely an adult game. Well, it depends on your brain. It, you can make it very adult game, but one of the best games that they had, because we bought the newest one on Steam, and one of the best games that they had was you actually have to draw a character to be the champion of something, and you draw it on your phone. So naturally what it devolves into is a lot of people drawing a lot of penises because that's what people do whenever they have to draw something. Um, so we played that. I played Destiny 2, uh, which is something I do every Christmas, and I don't know why. But I get on there and play Destiny 2, and that's fun. And then I played a little bit of Animal Crossing. I didn't really engage with video games a whole lot. Uh, but we also, me and the wife, last night binge-watched Season 3 of Cobra Kai all in one sitting. So go watch Cobra Kai. That's all I'm going to say. Go watch Cobra Kai. Just remember, Eagle Fang Karate is the best name ever. Eagle Fang Karate. It's got to be. It's amazing. Eagles don't even Eagle, have fang. Eagle fang karate, you say, sir? Eagle fang. I can't talk, man. It's the stroke. Fangs. COVID brain eagles bro. don't even have fangs. I don't even know. What... Cle- clearly, they should, though. They should. Could you imagine a fucking eagle with some fangs? Oh, my God. It'd be the apex predator. It'd kill sharks. That's Jura- okay, remember how we was talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? That's kind of yeah. how I feel like that dinosaur that they made in there. Mm, mm. Fair enough. I need to watch that fallen kingdom but i still haven't seen it or should it's i watch dinosaur, it like it's, it's a dinosaur that's like kind of like an eagle with fangs should i watch it should i go back and yes. watch it okay yeah you should watch it i know you maybe i'll catch up on some other movies too well while the weekend's still soul, fresh bro i need soul. to see soul it'll, it'll, it'll do good for your soul i promise fair enough what about you man what have you been doing that that's really all i did besides get a giant lego yoda i got to put together and I got the the Friday the Thirteenth box set, which I can't wait to watch. So that's really it. It sounds like you had a wonderful motherfucking I did. holiday, man. I did. I'm glad, I'm glad that you were I able ate to enjoy too it. much. So I'm right. I'm happy. And tonight for dinner, we are having Italian food because I've been craving some pasta, and I haven't had pasta in forever. Like man, good Italian. I have mastered my spaghetti at this point. I think. It's like Ooh. a karate. Spaghetti um, with red pepper flakes. It's the best. Very simple. 
Yeah, I don't. Nah, I haven't had that since uh, Sbarro's and Mr. Getty's. There's nothing wrong with that. I haven't had red pepper flakes in quite a while. But that love red pepper flakes. Um, my the red pepper flakes that I use is called cayenne pepper, my brother. I'm Cajun. Cayenne pepper's good. I like to use that too. I think uh I think my my me lady used it in in some shrimp dish that she made last evening that was delicious though. Uh so I hope you enjoy your Italian meal, Muli, just I, like our uh I will. Anyway. I'm going <laughs> to hire some people. I'm going to hire some some people to feed it to me as I watch Cobra Kai again. <laughs> I'm going to live that Greek life, yo. That's what's happening. <laughs> I, I, I maybe okay. yes yes yeah um but i'm just saying it's like horror movies and getting your feet oiled on cruise ships bro you sound like a fucking cuban drug lord but um secretly i have stashes of millions of dollars in different accounts all over the world it's how i fund my lifestyle <laughs> it's all stolen Sorry. it's stolen from little villages all over the world stolen bitcoin i stole their gold and their bitcoin they didn't even know. <laughs> I've got a little village over in Europe that they're mining Bitcoin for me as we speak. And they don't even know what they're doing. As you wear your Super Mario outfit. I paid I paid them stash. 20 cents an hour to mine Bitcoin for me. In XRP coin. In XRP anyway, coin. In Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get the Doge. Elon Musk is the new Jesus. But, um... Nah, bro. I've been. I'm. I'm just been thankful, man. It's been. It's been pretty chill. I've been. Uh, I did. I. I've had. I've been playing shit out of Cyberpunk. As far as what I've been playing. Yeah. I don't know how many hours I have at this point. I mean, maybe sixty plus hours at this point. I got the second run through on it. I, I beat it. I don't know if we recorded. Had I beaten it when we recorded the first time? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, I hadn't beaten it, so I beat it. Uh, I only got. I'm. I've really got plenty more to do because I only had got one ending. Which I thought was crazy, and we'll talk about that later on. But um, I started another run through with a female character, so I was playing that. I mean, I get a real good vibe for it long term for me. Like I said before, it's kind of one of those years for me uh, going into the holidays where I mean, I might have to just go back to like a a young Jeezy trap mindset back when it was just Skyrim and 2K. Um, and for me, even with all of the you know backlash because of the release and everything that's going on and all the negative issues going on with PS5 being apparently the greatest fucking scam and hustle right now of the fucking 2020 2021 year, you know what I mean? Um, in spite of all of that, like I've had a lot of quality fun and hours out of that game, and I look forward to my other run through, maybe get another uh, couple of endings on it, um, like like I did back in the day with Skyrim. Also, surprisingly, I broke down over the holidays and took advantage of a sale and got 2K21. I mean, it was you, nice. know, you play with your friends, play. Right, right. I literally had a fucking 12-hour run, 16-hour run yesterday where I got up this morning and loaded it back up. And Sarah was like, are you fucking serious? Look on your face. Like, is that 2K again? Like, and that's that's back to, like, Speaking of like predatory games and like negative shit about the uh, about the industry, I mean, you know, it uh, it, it's amazing how much time you can waste into that game, how much money you can waste into that game. But I mean, I'm I'm loving my Larry June shooting guard, really basically kind of Michael Jordan build in 2K uh, 21. I at least got him going in a good foundation. 
before I don't have that kind of time to pour into it. Uh, but I had a lot of fun playing that, even though that irresponsible shit devolves into damn near fucking digital altercation with two local real motherfuckers. And it's just like, this is the reason why I don't fuck with 2K because it's not like it was before. But but again, it was on sale. I wasn't expecting this PS5 shit to happen. So reality, like it's, you know, it's still at least it's basketball and it's giving me some peace. So I've been having fun uh, playing at 2K21 uh, with my friends. Um, but other than that, I kind of chilled out. I, I did fuck with Valhalla because it's going to take me forever. I still feel the same way about everything. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what else? I almost got on Marvel's Marvel Avengers to play the new DLC with the bow and arrow bitch. Um, sorry, no disrespect to all the ladies and queens and, and um, goddesses out there, but whatever. Uh, I almost did that. I might end up doing that, but I didn't want to suffer through that. I was just had had 2K time and uh, cyberpunk time, but that's pretty much what I've been playing. I mean, I didn't do anything magical over the holidays. Just grateful, get my mind together for this new stage and shit, and it's really been great, you know, dealing with, with young voodoo, the baby horse piranha velociraptor so you know that's always interesting a new puppy in the house whatever but other than that just focusing on being grateful and thankful that's really yeah i mean that's 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 what we've been doing watching tv watching stuff watching hbo max and ww84 ww84 world wrestling entertainment 84 World Wrestling Federation. I started watching, 84. Uh, I started watching Transformers Cybertron, though, the second season thing, uh, whatever the fuck they came out with. I started watching that a little bit. Part so two? Fuck with yeah, part did. Part did? Part do. Part did? Started watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I mean, it's been pretty chill. I don't know, bro. It's been. It I has. Mean, it's been talk, chill. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's been just sitting back and kind of being cool. It has been less gaming a little bit and more into being able to catch up on some movies, maybe some things that have been backlogged or log jammed, if you will, due to the COVID. You know, it's kind of nice to see them have an outlet um, and just see people's reactions to like the first major theatrical release that people really gave a fuck about besides like a tenant come out on not only in, you know, theaters, where some people are like renting out theaters for like a hundred dollars, like that's how it goes to show how bad the movie industry or the theater industry is, like right at the present moment when you rent out entire theaters for a hundred dollars. But you know, but it's a good experiment. And then like also releasing, you know, that film on an actual platform, HBO Max. Yeah. So now that you've seen that, because it's only available to what the twenty sixth or the twenty third, something like that. On HBO Max, I have to double check. Yeah, I think it's limited that to like I, it doesn't. It's it's gonna be leaving at like January twenty third or something. Mm. They're not getting like full on exclusivity for it for a lifetime or anything. Well, my thing is, I'm more interested. I didn't even get the HBO Max because you know I didn't even have it. Um, and this can lead into your thoughts on Wonder Woman, but the HBO Max move was kind of a genius move in a way to me not even genius is heavy it's not it's common sense fucking move uh and whatever because i'm more excited about like movies like king kong and other releases that they're gonna come out even with the limited king run kong because i don't like i'm not i'm not renting out no movie theaters right now i'm still i just it seems I'm, i kind of want to see what this feels like i'm cool yeah Watching i mean i want to 
I want to see Dune uh, when that drops in the Mortal Kombat movie and Godzilla versus King Kong. Speaking of that, I got to watch Skull Island again. I love that movie. It was really fun. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah Wonder yeah. Woman 84, though. Want to talk a little bit about that? See yes, sir. Yes, were? sir. Before I start driving you off until when you're going to go see Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm going to wait until that's available. I don't know why. I'll go to the grocery store and a couple other places, but I just will not go to the movie theater. Uh, especially for some trash like Monster Hunter, even though I'm going to love it. <laughs> I know it's going to be trash, but I'm going to love it. All right, Wonder Woman 84, though, is the sequel to Wonder Woman from 2017, directed still by Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, who directed Monster. If y'all remember Monster, great little flick about the Eileen Warlos, the female serial killer from 2003. She also directed Wonder Woman from 2017. Um, and she's done a couple other things. She's got some stuff in here. Wonder Woman 1984 is the sequel, though, uh, written by Patty Jenkins and also Jeff Johns. Stars Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman Chris Pine. Chris Pine is back as Steve. Kristen Wiig as Barbara, a.k.a. Cheetah. And none other than the Mandalorian himself, Maxwell Lord. So, again, if you probably haven't seen this, but you can probably assume from the title, we're jumping ahead after the first Wonder Woman into 1984, where Wonder Woman has settled on a job at the Smithsonian where she meets Maxwell Lord and she meets uh, Barbara Minerva when a Dreamstone, the Dreamstone, the DC Dreamstone well, arrives. And we, we probably should have prefaced this whole thing with maybe spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. That was all the very beginning. <laughs> So, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. But Wonder Woman also, it's taking a place, like, the, the interesting thing about this flick is that it is picking up that that sophomoric effort. And generally speaking, in movie trilogies, what you have a tendency to see is that the sophomore effort is often the weakest effort. There's exceptions to that rule. Godfather Part Two, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple others, but most of the time, the second movie in the series, I guess Captain America, Winter Soldier. But usually, the sophomore slump is a real thing. Um, so in this instance, with Patty Jenkins returning to the director's chair, Jeff Johns, uh, famous comic author, jumping in there, and Gal Gadot of, uh, taking back on the role of Wonder Woman and going all the way to 1984. Todd, do you think this thing falls into a sophomore slump? Do you find it was more successful than critics and audiences alike, or do you think it's a mix of the two? It's got um, an in-between. I think it's a mix of the two. I think it's not the the aggregate Rotten Tomato score of around 6.2 isn't like completely off. I would maybe 6 point. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't give a, give a fuck about yeah. arbitrary numbers yeah. like 6.8 or 7.1, but I probably enjoyed it a little bit more than the average bear just because of, again, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Pedro Pascal uh, is Max Lord for me was just a lot of fun, even though some of that shit was silly. But I've always compared the Dreamstone story or that that Aladdin kind of genie trope like the Jin horror movie is always my favorite one associated with where yeah. it was like you would wish for something 
um, and then something fucked up would happen to you. And it's like always a trade off. Like nothing in this world is it's free or given. You know what I mean? So that I think uh, it could have been a, actually a whole lot worse because this that could be borderline tropey. You know what I mean? To yeah. me, um, I thought the the cheetah thing was disappointing. It was a little bit cheesy. It was kind of borderline tricky as far as like nighttime. Like it was kind of like the Black Panther CGI trick where they, yeah. they made nighttime a little bit, you know, it, it, weird uh, to try to kind of hide some some shortcomings with uh, that as and everything. But like overall, I enjoyed it. Like I, like when you first asked me, you was like, "Well, how'd you feel about it?" I was like, "Shit, I enjoyed it." I mean, it was something we, I want to talk about more. Yeah, I get partially why people are bugging out but i really to go back to your original point i think it's more of a sophomore slump magnified a bit by not being able to see it on mass scale in theaters like the first movie yeah no i definitely can totally see that uh where you're coming and i from think it was too long a little bit too long yeah i do think it was too long a two and a half hour runtime um was a bit much there were some areas they could have trimmed and cut up um, I almost feel like as far as the Steve, I think my biggest criticism of it was the Steve storyline. I think the Steve storyline could have been cut. Um, I don't think it really added much to it except for a wait for Wonder Woman and the Dreamstone. I feel like there's something else they could have added to that because also you had her powers that were being zapped from her. Um, and I understand why they did it because it was the most tie-in, crucial tie-in back to the first movie. But I feel like that story had run its course. As far as Wonder Woman itself, um, for me, Wonder Woman feels like a secondary character in this movie. And a lot of the times what you'll find is that when you make the primary character the secondary character, it can work as long as you have an interesting story with either your villains um, or your villain and in your villain duo. I think the Cheetah duo with Max Lord, I think Cheetah was the weakest of the two villains. I thought she could have been interesting and there could have been an interesting dynamic and an interesting play had she been the only primary villain. Um, but it felt like they kind of spread themselves and did the Spider-Man 3. Uh, they fell into the Spider-Man 3 territory where they were having too much on screen. Uh, Max Lord was, we'll get into him in a little bit because he was still, I think he, me and you both agree that he was our favorite parts in the movie. But what I want to do... And, and I, I, something that came up that I wanted to preface real quick before I forget is I think... I did, if I'm going to be honest, it, admittedly, I, I did like the interactions between Gail Gaddick and, and Chris Pine as Wonder Woman and bringing back, you know, it was that fish out of water tale in reverse. Yeah. I feel um, like the if, idea. And I feel like there's a balance there. Like you either cut one of the villains and focus more on the Chris Pine or you cut Chris Pine and you focus more on the villains. I think there's right. I mean, there's a balance issue there. It may be because I, like I liked him as, you know, Captain Kurt, like he did a good yeah, job, he but his his role is kind of fucked. He did the best he could because he it's hard to kind of suspend your the the suspension of disbelief with him going into this weird person's body thing to like be yeah. like why couldn't you just it would have made more sense just to make him come back like magically just, like Shazam or some shit like that. So that's like these yeah. they're like legitimate criticism. I mean, I think this is like a cocaine and do Sonic played, you know. Uh, film just like a lot of shit in Hollywood that's fucked up but I had a lot of fun with it I more than you know I don't think it's the worst thing in the world it's a fucking superhero movie like what do you, what more do you expect like I had a lot of fun with it so well and I, I want to talk a little bit about the positives of Wonder Woman um, some of the things that I found positive to it were 
you know, this does feel very much like a throwback to old school superhero movies. This feels like Superman 78, because if you go back to Superman 78, which everybody absolutely loves, Superman 78 is a silly, silly movie. And I love it. I love it because of how silly it is. But the entire plot revolves around Lex Luthor, like wanting to break California off of the world of the United States for a real estate scam. And at the end, he flies backwards. Superman flies backwards around the planet to reverse time. And so he can save Lois Lane. But if you remember, because he reverses time, all those kids die (laughs) on that school bus. It's hilarious. But I do like that, though. I like the feel. You like that Superman killed children? Wait, yes, that was badly worded. But no, I do not. But like but I was you said, wait, yes, but no, you do not. Yes, so which correct. Is it? is it yes or no? No, that, it's that, a no. You I do like not. That Superman kill babies or not? No, I don't. But Wonder Are Woman eighty four. Pro life. I'm pro everything. Red or blue? Okay, my bad. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Gray, purple. Um, but no, what I do like about Wonder Woman eighty four is it does feel like a throwback to that seventy style. And if you know Jeff Johns, that's going into this knowing that Jeff Johns had input on the story. And to the degree, I'm going to understand what I'm getting into. And Jeff Johns is a pure comic book writer. He is a pure comic book writer. That means what works on comic doesn't always translate that well to screen. And I think that's what we have the case here of. Um, But the things I do love are the throwback of it. Gal Gadot's performance. I really enjoyed... uh, uh, the Mandalorian's performance as Max Lord. I couldn't think of his name for two seconds there. I really enjoyed his performance. He was hamming it up. And overall, I enjoyed this kind of throwback to Cold War era style of filmmaking where everything is about Russia versus America. And I really kind of like understood and loved that kind of subplot to the story. The action sequences, I loved every action sequence they had in the movie. My biggest issue is that there's only three of them. Right. I could have I could have dealt with more explosions. We talked yes. about this in Act yes. One where they had the, you know, flashback with her as a child in the arena and running around with all the Amazonian women and having yes. that culture and everything like that. They could have had a little bit more in that in the two and a half hour movie, kind of flesh that out for the general public. Uh if if you're gonna have a dual release. But I think we that like Max Max Lord Pedro Pascal's performance, maybe even weird ass Catwoman, and maybe the, I told you, maybe I'm just hating on the cheetah shit because the fucking the original Catwoman with well not original with uh not the original original mother. You're talking about Earth Halle Berry. That was, that was, yeah, that that's the my favorite Eartha Kid and Michelle Pfeiffer are my favorite Me too. fucking Catwoman period. But like I always compare the bullshit ass Catwoman or like characters like that to Halle Berry's motherfucking Catwoman, which I hate that goddamn movie at my core, and whenever you had that type of shit in 2020, it makes me sick. But I think some of the ro- the rom-com, not even rom-com, it wasn't, but the romance story, like the fish out of water story, the uh, Max Lord, you know, Aladdin tale, the way he carried that with, uh, you know, Trish trying to be a good father, and some of the, the monologue and dialogue that he had specifically would have played a little bit better in a movie, in a theater, like a screening, which it might have helped it out a lot more uh, than on film. I mean, just sitting at home where people can easily be distracted as well. But that's just my like humble theory. Yeah. And when you have those four storylines going on, because you've got the fish out of water story, you've got the Wonder Woman story where she's still dealing with her lost love. 
you've got the Barbara Minerva story where she's dealing with feeling like an outcast of society. And you've got the Max Lord story who's balancing both wanting to be a father because he never had a great father. And so he wants to provide everything to his son. And at the same time being possessed by the uh, greed of power. What I found interesting about that was I don't think those stories and I think the biggest issue the movie has is those stories were not well balanced. I think you cut one of those stories and the movie becomes a much tighter, much more effective superhero story. Cut one of those stories, add some effective action sequences. It almost felt like they wasted Cheetah because Cheetah felt like almost a catalyst for the Wonder Woman Max Lord confrontation, even though she becomes one of the bigger fight sequences at the end of the movie. And that felt sort of wasted. Like you said, it does harken back to the Black Panther CGI kind of issues. But Black Panther CGI, if you remember and you reflect back on Black Panther, by the time you got to that fight, the CGI almost doesn't matter because it's it, the weight the of the fight. Exactly. It's ben, the weight of the go, fight. Bingo, bingo, it, It's just a better film. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. It was, 100%. That's, that's, that's the difference, but it's still, you know, don't want... I mean, what's, what's your final kind of feeling on it? Because I think that's a pretty... If you want to know, like, that's pretty... Yeah. Much what what Wonder Woman eighty four is like. If you want to watch a good little superhero movie during this time, and you got HBO Max, go for great. it. Great, yeah. For me, it was a little bit above average. I'm not gonna agree with the hate that it's getting. I don't think it deserves the one, twos, and three stars. I think there's definitely some competence behind the camera and competence behind the writing. I feel like this is a movie that. Had it leaned a little bit further into the throwback feel, may have even been a little bit better. Maybe cut one of those stories. Um, overall, it's very serviceable. Um, it feels like a very meaty, like above mediocre effort. So I would say probably a mid six to, I probably high six. I would. I don't think I would cross the threshold into a seven rating. Um, but I I don't Not agree. As as the first one, in your opinion? I actually like this one a little better than the first one, and here's the reason why. In my opinion, being a comic book fan, my opinion, they wasted Hades in the first one. And that's what I left with such a bad, terrible taste. I actually think Max Lord is a better villain. And that's why I like this one above the first one. Max Lord, to me, was a much more interesting villain, and he wasn't wasted. When they do lean into Max Lord... They really lean into Max Lord, and Pedro Pascal does an amazing job of bringing that character to life. And the whole subplot with his son, I found very interesting. I wish there would have been a bit more wrap-up to that, instead of just cutting into Wonder Woman flying in the sky. I wish there would have been a bit more on that end. Like, maybe see him thrown into, like, Blackgate prison in the Arkham universe, like right. I thought that would have been interesting, but overall, I almost it's watching. I almost wanted to boycott this though, listening to you, because I was trying to think were there even any black people in here, and at first I couldn't think of any black characters. There weren't any main black characters, so I'm gonna knock this down to a two. Uh, but Fair. I'm, I'm gonna bring it back up to a four because there were some at least black Amazonian people. But now that I think about it, the 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 real motherfucking black folk ratio. Now nah, I gotta I, I, I'm weeble wobbling, but I'm not gonna fall down. I don't know. I'm trying. Were there any black main characters? No, no, there were. Boycott this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> anyway, um, nah, it was a good. It was decent. It was a good enough movie, bro. Decent. I, I decent is a good way to describe it. It's like anytime you see the internet really hating on something, you have to really take a step back. It was like that Ghostbusters film from 2016, the all female remake that they did. 
that wasn't as bad as people said it was. It wasn't great. Uh, it was okay. That's, yeah. But I it mean, wasn't as bad as people said it was. What's Thor's name? Thor? He that, played in that movie. Was he in that? The guy that plays Thor? Yes. He was he in was that secretary. movie? Oh, yes. he was. I forgot about that. He's the secretary. I, I that was not that was for me personally. That was a difficult one to watch, man. I'm not gonna. I tried. I watched it. It, it didn't bother it just, me. I just couldn't get it. It did. It's not that it bothered. It was me. okay. Just, it was it worse was, than Ghostbusters too. <laughs> and I love Ghostbusters too. <laughs> but it really was. It was just. It's just anytime. What we're what I'm saying is anytime you see the internet really hating on a movie, like just take a step back. A better example: Suicide Squad. I don't think Suicide Squad was nearly as bad as people said it was. Okay. I enjoyed it, it, some of it. Right. You know me and you are the same. Okay, that's a thank you for throwing that one up. Yeah, yes, Suicide Squad that's, really well. We talked, we, you know, the Joker, you know, um, wasn't as bad as people kind of no. shit on. It, it's more like that. Like, no. some people like Birds of Prey. Like, my girl likes Birds of Prey. I, I like Birds of Prey. Of Prey. So, I like Birds so of Prey just fine. So, and maybe that's where I am with the Ghostbusters reference. I mean, it's not for everybody. So nobody's wrong if they go on a WWE 84, Wonder Woman 84. It sounds like damn wrestling tournament, but I just realized that that would be great. Um, That'd be amazing. But I think both me and you fall, which is, a, I guess that's a good blend that both me and you fall into a good spectrum of enjoying the film. But keep this in mind. I also really, really enjoy Leprechaun 2. So um, <laughs> keep this yeah. in mind. I really, 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 really love Leprechaun in space. It's great. It's amazing. Right. Now, I also watch gonna... trash movies on a regular. So, right, man. I mean, did you anything else about Wonder Woman that you wanted to give right now? Like, would you watch it again? I not right, not immediately. I mean, maybe if, if it, it were people's money. See, that's the heart. I don't think so. I think this is one I would have waited to streaming to see anyway, and I think maybe part of migrating for it is if I would have paid to go see this in theaters, I think my reaction would have been a bit different. I think my reaction okay. probably would have been akin to the worst movie I've last, last seen in the last 10 years, um, mm. which was Independence Day Resurgence. That's terrible, terrible oh God, movie. that movie was terrible. That was a horrible... I paid uh, to see that, that in theaters. Is that the one where it was like a Navy instead of space? Yeah, it was like a navy instead of space, and then you had like I mean, it, not, you know, not instead. I mean, instead of jets, like they had jets, you, but it was like a under. It was in in the ocean and shit. Like yeah, they was, had it in like the ocean. Kind of futuristic boat. No, no, that was battleship. Oh, I'm thinking okay. of battleship. Sure, Independence Day Resurgence was the one where it was like Will Smith wasn't even coming back to star in it. Instead, they had Will Smith's son, but they killed his character off, and he was the best part of the first movie. And then like Jeff Goldblum's in there, and like. The mother oh, yeah, alien pops up. Watching it. I oh, it's okay. horrible. I wouldn't have finished watching it had I not been in the movie theater to see it. That movie was terrible. And I love Independence Day. The movie's so trash, but I love it. It's such a trash movie. Well, let's talk about something that's not trash. That yes, I'm let's talk about, about that something that is amazing. That has already been talked about to death. And I have been waiting patiently and humbly, not rushing you, because I still haven't watched Cobra Kai, which people are arguing is the best show ever made. But so there's no judgment. But I really am glad to hear, and I'm sure some people in the tribe are, are glad to hear a little bit about your fresh recap, full run back, not just the second season, but both seasons mm -hmm. on motherfucking Mandalorian, good sir. How, how, how do you feel about Baby Yoda now? Baby Yoda is an incredible character. Grogu. Grogu is amazing. 
spoiler alert, full on spoiler alert. Get ready for this spoilerific review of Mandalorian. So Mandalorian, I waited a long time to see, and I'm partially glad I did so that I could watch all of it at one in one sitting, essentially, in one one kind of binge watching session. Um, but what I found most impressive about Mandalorian is, first of all, I'll say this and then I'll defend my point. I believe that Mandalorian may be my favorite live action Star Wars property at the moment. Um, there's some reason for that is because it does delve a bit deeper into the Star Wars uh, lore and the Star Wars world where not everybody knows that Jedis exist. They almost become like magical wizards to people. Uh, the Mandalorian himself is an extremely interesting character. Um, as you learn through his backstory, he was adopted into the Mandalorian culture. He was not born on Mandalore. Um, so he was what was part of a foundling. And we learn and probably will learn more later in season three that the subsect of Mandalorian culture that he's a part of is possibly a bit cultish and a bit zealot, um, which I found very interesting that he was even surprised by this. The amazing thing for me is a few a few different points in The Mandalorian is the first point is that Pedro Pascal does an amazing job emoting with a helmet on. Um, his face is hidden the entire time. That That's really a testament to a strong performer and strong actor that they are able to genuinely give you their emotion and what they are thinking with body language only. You hear what he's saying, but even in his voice, his voice does not necessarily betray his emotions. His body does. So when you're watching him move and you're watching him engage in conversation, you're actually paying attention to his physicality and how he possesses the Mandalorian character. I found that very fascinating and I found his performance amazing. Um, the other things that I love about the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is not only a love letter to Star Wars, it's a love letter to film, not just the Western genre. There's, there's several different things being referenced here. They have the, the slasher throw up. They have the Akira Kurosawa where there's a whole episode that is seven samurai. And there's a whole episode that is just Rashomon, which I freaking loved and i think rashomon's the one i'm thinking of i'm pretty sure it is but they do they just they they have a whole dedication to the slasher genre the samurai genre the western genre um which i found absolutely beautiful i mean some of the some of the little miniature aspects of this film of this series that they really dive into is a pure love for cinema which star wars is star wars 77 is a pure love for cinema if you think about the history of star wars and you think about where it falls in the 70s this will give you a little bit better of an idea if if maybe you don't know a lot of film history the 70s were a hard time we were still in vietnam uh you had the fuel crisis you had people not trusting the president you had an economy that was essentially under collapse you had protesters on the streets. You were coming out of the 60s. A lot of people were pissed. And that's what films were at the time. People were making harsh reality films. You had The Panic in Needle Park. You had uh, Serpico. Um, you had A Dog Day Afternoon. These are harsh reality films. And at a time where these harsh movies were coming out and people were very angry and releasing their anger on the world, Star Wars comes along and says, Hey, you want to go on an adventure? You want to have some fun with some space samurais? Like, 
that's what it came to and that's that's what this movie is or this tv show is the man i feel like it's a movie just like one big long movie but it's almost a tribute to that idea of hey you remember everything that's happening that's crappy in your life you want to forget that for a while and just go on an adventure with us and it it makes my heart well up to think that that still exists because right. and it also has those same built-in kind of principles too of overcoming hardships and yeah. family and like a, it's a basically kind of like a father like a almost that's like what a it is father role like that's it's a, like just like fucking max lord you know what i'm saying not widowed father but you, you know what i'm saying bro um so and i'm really glad that uh again that you are able to get a fresh take at this point in particular and it you know it, the actual season two finale isn't that far away i think this is a good time to kind of really wrap everything up it's enough time yeah. to let it breathe and everybody get a chance to probably that's gonna watch it to probably watch it and those that haven't watched it do you feel like at this point even with spoilers out that it's worth someone's time that hasn't watched the series 100 percent 100 right, just based off black people rule i mean i'm glad apollo creed was in there and done with a lot of respect and i mean moth gideon the dude that played in uh the spike lee film i, f- I, f- I always forget his name because it's like from puerto rico giancarlo esposito yeah. giancarlo who, esposito who's doing a lot of work right now he's gonna be in a new far cry game i know they're looking at him at being in as uh potentially dr doom in the marvel he uh, would be amazing universe, as dr doom be amazing Right, he played. He did a great job in The Boys season two. My God! Oh, dude, um, going to Breaking Bad. He was the only part about Breaking Bad that I enjoyed. He was I'm the only villain. On that. that is something I need to watch. I really know that that is a great show, and I just I need to watch it. But I mean, maybe with some more time, I can catch up with that. But um, yeah, man, I, I, that the fact that we're not even talking specifically about Star Wars, just good entertainment, wholesome, amazing. Kinda, and as much as I hate to say this, we said this before, like that Disney magic bullshit. No, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It feels like the Disney magic that was missing from the sequels. That was missing from The Force Awakens. That was missing from The Last Jedi. That was missing from The Rise of Skywalker. Like, it feels like that Disney magic that was just simply not present in those movies. Those movies, now that I think back on it, were very cobbled together and there was a lot of controversy surrounding trading directors and writers and ryan johnson was kicked off of the third film and they brought jj abrams back into it and while i love those movies to a degree the mandalorian feels purposeful it feels pointed it feels like they had a plan to begin with it feels like star wars and what star wars should be it is reignited my love of star wars todd I was feeling burnt out because of all of this, but it has reignited my love of Star Wars and my passion for what I remember and love about that that, the, that series, which is, do you want to go on an adventure? Do you want to have some fun? Do you want to escape reality for a while? You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what people say sometimes when they pick up ladies. You know what I'm saying? And, and it can be... <laughs> that's true. But it a reminds me of voyage, potentially. There's a lyric. Have you ever listened to the band Everclear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't listen. That's a Patreon episode story within itself. About but one time I see I seen a bitch catch herself on fire. Uh, listening to Everclear. Fair enough. But literally, it was on the news. There's a lyric. 
there is a lyric from an Everclear song called Santa Monica where it say he says in that song, I want to go back to better times when a Star Wars poster was on my bedroom door. I and that's, that's what it reminds she, me of. I think that's when that flammable liquid fell on her skin at around that point. Was it like a crescendo in the song? Whenever that, it was. That lyric was mm-hmm. So good, though. But, dude, I just absolutely I'm in love with the Mandalorian. It's 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 by far the thing that I needed the most from this holiday. Ten out of ten. Is it worth buying Disney plus for? Yes. I actually looked for the Blu-ray. I was like, are they going to do Blu-ray seasons? Because I want to own this. I want to have this in my collection. Like that's that I, I legitimately looked to purchase that because I was like. 100% I need to own this I want special features I want a 4k upgrade I want everything that goes along can I do a laser disc of this can I transfer this to a blank can laser you, disc right right are you I mean does it make you excited about the Boba Fett spinoff yes um now that you've completed everything like any any issues with the finale itself no not at all. Some people really couldn't stand the CGI with Luke and right. uh, that. Yes, that's a super spoiler. But I mean, at this point, yeah. we can talk about it. I'm glad we look. I love The Irishman. I've watched it three times. It's a three-hour movie where they CGI Robert De Niro back down to the age of 27. I had no issues with what they did to Luke Skywalker. None Me whatsoever. Neither. Like I did Me not either. care. I, just, I thought it was so dope the build up to that scene. It didn't even fucking matter about the CGI. The so build up. Like we said about the. Where? The build-up and my favorite part, Moff Gideon's face. He has been so smug the entire time, and then he sees that Luke Skywalker's on board, and his face melts into like, ah, crap. I am screwed. Yeah. Like, like thought these dark troopers were really like, and I mean, just think about for two seasons, the Lord has been built up with the Mandalorian himself and the trouble that he had with one dark trooper, and then Luke comes in there and literally Darth Vader. <laughs> he erases the them. them. Like, he like, erases you know their existence. Like Anakin Skywalker killed those kids. Oh, dude, talking about one of my favorites in the series. You know what this did for me, though? Because say what you will about the prequels. Everybody knows I'm a prequel apologist. But you still felt that there was still a passion there when George Lucas was involved. And now that I feel like John Favreau's involved, I feel that passion again. Because the sequels didn't really have that same passion. The prequels in the original trilogy did, and The Mandalorian has it. That's and, what's and important. I'm glad we, you, you brought up a great point that if John Favreau did the previous trilogy, the movies would be like stupendous. It, it, oh, they'd be amazing. Like experience with Mandalorian. I also think I forget the director's name that directed The Clone Wars is associated with this. He is. Depth and direct contact with um george lucas so because he's a george a, lucas hire he was brought here, into lucas films he is like he was yes. the guy did you did you get a chance to watch the documentary yet now that you finished it no the i'm going to i'm going to watch yeah that. i also okay so bonus on top of it not only the mandalorian what i think is really it's always good about a great film is the you know the extra content i don't always yep highlight that because i think that's something that we've kind of lost in a digital age we have it was like buying a dvd used to be dope because you could get the bonus behind the scenes and we could not only be able to focus on uh some of the great things that we enjoy as far as like the movie itself but we can also indulge in the process in which it was made and, and how the sausage was made if you will uh and and especially when it's a good sausage a good thing like that's some good boudin or something like that 
That's why I buy specific right. movies like this where it's look at the bonus right. feature list on the back. Right. Like, I want to exactly. watch all of it, dude. But, exactly. dude, so. and you know what the best point about this whole thing was with the Kurosawa connection? John Favreau knew that Star Wars was based off the Hidden Fortress, Akira Kurosawa film from the 60s, and he wanted to bring that back. He wanted, and you could feel that love for it because at the end of the day, what is Star Wars? It is a space western with samurais. That's exactly what it is. Cyberpunk 2077, my brother. So, I mean, look, man, as usual, Real I quick. am excited. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? <sighs> oh, man. That's it's hard a, because the, they're all so The Sako episode was just well done. And it was a different kind of... Uh, that one stuck out to me as far as the tone of it in the setting. The which episode? How it was... The Saku, uh, Saku. Oh, okay. Uh, the Ahsoka. The Ahsoka. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, the Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tana. Thank you. That episode, of course, the finale. Um, I mean, I, there's so many, bro. But that that those second season, maybe in the first season, uh. uh it's hard, I right? Think, okay, think. What, what, what was your favorite? What did you have a favorite episode? Yeah, my favorite favorite episode was the Believer, which was the one before the season finale, with the return of Bill Burr, because you have this amazing moment that I think is probably in not just film or television, but I would think in anything that's ever been filmed. I mean, and that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. You've got Richard Brake on screen, who's playing Valen Hess, who's a captain in the Imperial Army. And if you've never seen Richard Brake, he's starting a lot of Rob Zombie stuff lately, but he was in 31 as Doomhead. He's an amazing actor. And you've got Bill Burr on the other side of the table. And Bill Burr served under Valen Hess in a war which they had to make very tough decisions, and a lot of people were lost and a lot of people were killed. And you see Bill Burr do... The only I can't imagine anybody else in that role. I can't imagine anybody else doing what Bill Burr did with that, where he takes this monologue and he's pretending to be part of the Imperial forces so they can sneak in there. And you see him just getting more and more infuriated about this Imperial scumbag who killed thousands upon thousands of people in the name of the Empire. And you see him even throw him back the question. He goes, yeah, but it wasn't good for them, was it? And he just keeps building and building. And you know what's happening. But the satisfaction when he pulls that blaster out and he blows that dude away is one of the best moments I've ever seen in a film, television, what, how it was filmed. It's that one and then Ahsoka Tano where you see the opening sequence and Ahsoka going up in the forest and disappearing into the smoke. Those two episodes are by far my favorite two episodes. But that Bill Burr moment, that monologue, that dialogue between him and Richard Brake, I rewatched that sequence probably five or six times because of just how intense it was. I know you also like the, uh, what is it, the um, episode with the, uh, in the first season, the little, the, the little motherfuckers that, that trade stuff. Like, you, you're a star Oh, Wars, yeah, you're talking about the Jawas. Fucking general for the Jawas. I know you enjoyed that episode just because yes. you enjoyed Jawas. And I'm trying to remember. I don't know why this one is memorable. I'm trying to go back because it's not as fresh with me. 
I've been watching other shit, so that's why I'm glad you got a fresh take. But it was the one where they had, he had to help uh, the Sand People destroy this huge fucking worm. Oh, you're basically, talking season was, two, him, episode was, one. Right. He, it was basically uh, like that. Him having to give o- over his prejudices in order to accomplish a goal, and and you know yeah, the Marshall, whatever. The one the where Marshall episode, yes, where he got Boba Fett's armor. That's where he gets Boba Fett's armor, and you find out Boba Fett's still alive. And that's the one where they bring in old dude Timothy Oliphant, uh, who is in one of my favorite shows of all time, Justified. Like that guy is an incredible actor, um, and he plays such a good like Marshall character, wearing that Boba Fett armor. Because when he walks in with the Boba Fett armor, the first thing I said is, "That's not Boba Fett. That's Boba Fett's armor." And he takes his helmet off, and of course it's not him, but they show Boba Fett later. And the way Boba Fett, they integrate him into the story of, he is Boba Fett. He's a man of his word. He said, I was going to help you do this. We're not done here, so I'm still going to help you do this. So, okay. So, Boba Fett, you're excited about that. One more thing that I'm interested in. That is a concern that's coming up. Like, what are they going to do with Mandalorian in the third season without Yoda? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, or go, uh, Grogu, or Grogu. So I think probably what we're gonna see it go to is, I think they're still gonna do kind of the monster of the week sort of style, uh, probably to introduce it with the small tie into the overall lore. But I think what we're really gonna see is it's gonna become between him and Bo-Katan, played by Katie Sackhoff, over the dark saber, and the rule of Mandalore. I think that's going to be a big deal because if people don't know what the Darksaber is, it was a lightsaber that was essentially created for the first Mandalorian Jedi. It was, it, and it's, an, it's, it's one of the greatest lightsabers ever made. Like, it's incredible. It's, it's completely like, I mean, the, I guess the best way to put it is it's, it's intimidating, right? Like, you see that saber and you're just like, whoa, that's not like a lightsaber. That's like a death saber, <laughs> and it's incredible. Right. And, and and I mean the way it's tied into the Mandalorian code, yes. of the party that the person that wields it, like just you know, it's the fucking King Arthur's story. That's what it is. And now he is the, and maybe he becomes the unwanted leader of Mandalore. <laughs> like he started out as this rogue bounty hunter, and he meets this child, and Grogu's adorable, and I'm sure that they're gonna tie in some Grogu stuff. Because he's such a huge character. Like, and if you think about the toy slash financial side of it, like, they're not going to let Baby Yoda go. Like, right, right, right. Baby Yoda's right. huge. For good reason. That's, can we talk about just for a minute the animatronic Baby Yoda and how incredible that is that they got so much emotion out of an animatronic and made us all feel like 100% attached? That's the Disney sprinkle, though. What I'm yes. more concerned about is the actual storyline that they can build off of it and what they can build with the Jedi. But but I think you nailed it. It's, it's, it's not just about it being a Star Wars show. When you cross over to pop culture in general yep. to where you just made a good product, that is the, the quintessential Star Wars magic that's beautiful. It's the it's the escape that it gives that you keep that you that you made a very good poignant point of, of of sticking out and when you have that you don't need the normal trope of just alpha on the screen with good writing good directing good storytelling with lore that's available that you can spin off of uh you know for years to come if you want to um 
Yeah, that Mandalorian story you broke broke down yourself with the dark saber alone got me ready for season three. And even and then you you really could just sprinkle in Jedi shit just like they did with these two episodes. So yeah, I'm excited, bro. And I think it needs to stay focused on the Mandalore himself, Mando. Like I think it needs to. I don't want to know more about Yoda because I think that like the baby Yoda, whatever race he is in the star Wars universe. I don't want to know more about that because I think there's that magical mystical element that needs to stay there. Keep it behind the curtain. Uh, but as we always do, we want to say, we want to know your opinion, your thoughts. Let us know. Uh, skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at STT underscore pod, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, Instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Todd, did you have any final thoughts before we wrapped up for the week? Hey man, I'm just glad to get this this year started. Fresh starts 2K21. You know what I'm saying? Let's stay safe. Let's let's get ready for forced vaccines. Um, and just be humble about it, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Woo! Be humble. All right, as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. And all jokes aside, man, y'all stay safe. Everything is all good. It's blessed and be above ground, man. We love you. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. Later. Later.